Hello. Hi. Welcome to episode nine of the Fix Your Sex podcast, where we talk all things sex. I am your host, Amina, and I'm a sex coach, a tantric body worker, and all around sexual revolutionary. I am here to share my thoughts and hot takes on how and why we are having bad sex still in the 21st century and providing solutions and tips for great sex for the rest of your life. Disclaimer, this podcast is for grown-ups and there are sensitive topics being discussed. So if you are under 18 or if conversations about sex and the usage of profanity bother you, you might want to leave right now. Okay, so on today's show, um, I have a couple things I want to talk about. It's been a while since I've been back. I've been um, working and getting a lot of things done, but I also let go of my assistant. So I just got a new assistant and life has been one big whirlwind of um, disorganization in the interim. But I'm back and I want to talk about um, the upcoming Atlanta Tantra Festival, which is huge, a big project that I've taken on and am in the midst of organizing. That's, um, anyway, I'll get to that. I also want to talk about big clit energy on being a self-proclaimed hoe and a little bit about sex magic. Um, As usual, if I don't run too long, I will check in on questions for me left via the internet. And um, yeah. But first, I want to say I'm launching a new podcast feature. So this is our first podcast doing it. And it's um, every podcast you can look forward to the Pro Ho Tip. This podcast, Pro Ho Tip, is brought to you by the Atlanta Tantra Festival, held October 20th through 22nd in Buckhead, Atlanta. For tickets, sponsorship, opportunities, and more, you can go to www.atltantrafest.com. So this week's Pro Ho Tip is honey. There's a lot of food play out there in the world and a lot of fantasies that evolve or revolve, I should say, around um, chocolate syrup and whipped cream and um, they get messy, yes, but they can be fun. However, honey is such a better opportunity for you to really connect with your lover and slow the fuck down when you're having sex. The reason why you have to slow down is because unlike chocolate syrup and whipped cream, which is pretty easily, uh, much more easily cleaned or wiped away, honey tends to be a little residual. So it requires that you take your time and it's a great way to improve uh, tongue strength and, and endurance as you slowly lick off all of um, the remnants of honey on your lover's body. So, yeah, that's the pro ho tip. Take your time. Use honey in the bedroom. Drizzle and make sure you remove all the residue of honey before you go on to your next um, step in your sexual activity. And that's this podcast pro ho tip brought to you by the Atlanta Tantra Festival. Um, Okay, so I want to talk. First of all, let me also thank everybody for who showed up to my pussy event my pussy the event um which was a art show actually it was a, a photography show a photography exhibit that was held at match bamboo lounge on friday the 13th of july and we had a wonderful time out there 
Um, a beautiful community of people are, uh, here in Atlanta are coming together. So if you're in Atlanta, please do make your way to one of my events, especially if you find, and I hear this often, people saying that they're having a hard time finding people that they connect with or finding like-minded people. And I'm going to tell you, I've been here for um, officially for 19 months now. I've been living in Atlanta primarily, and I have not had a hard time coming across long, like-minded people. So... They're here. We are here. And it's a beautiful community of folks. And if you're having a hard time connecting with them, then I just recommend that you come to one of my events and, and say hi and let me introduce you to some wonderful people. So, yeah. So thank you for coming out to that. Um, if you want to attend another event and you're not on my mailing list, you can follow me on Instagram. I post about every event. Um, I don't post all day. So you might want to turn on your notifications if attending an event or one of my classes is important to you so you don't miss it. And, um, yeah. So I'm about the Atlanta Tantra Festival. Let's talk about that, right? So the Atlanta Tantra Festival was born of a dream that I was having about um, about creating this communal space that I keep having opportunities. I have um, new moon circles and I have full moon circles and we come together and we talk about our sexuality and our divinity and spirituality and masturbation and orgasms. And it's just a great space for us to kind of explore intimacy and how that affects us. And so I keep having these little things, these little events and classes and groups, and they're well attended by a variety of different people, all walks of life, um, all gender representations, all sexual identities and orientations. And I wanted to have something that was bigger, that allowed us to all come together for a weekend. And so um, so that's how it was born. And essentially, it's a bit of um, a rent party because I want to have a space that's large enough. Right now, my studio that I host gatherings in, um, you know, it's it's not as big as, as I need it to be in order to host uh, more events and more classes and, and continued workshops and invite guest um, instructors here to teach. I need a bigger space. And so we were working on that through the Atlanta Tantra Festival and also through my GoFundMe campaign, which is also under Atlanta Tantra Festival. So I'm going to bring it all together and we're going to start with a weekend until it moves into a full-time expanded space that we all get to experience. But you don't want to miss the Atlanta Tantra Festival. Um, You can come on Saturday or Sunday and stay through till Monday morning if you're brave and you will need to be brave to stay through till Monday morning because we will be, um, we will be doing some brave things that evening. Um, some of the classes that are going to be taught that you don't want to miss, we're going to have classes on sex magic and tantric alchemy. There will be another pussy worship class. We're going to have a kink corner where you can learn and practice, um, sensual sadism and, and sacred BDSM, sacred kink. There will be uh, tantric touch classes on how to touch your lover Um, classes on um, erotic communication. Let's see, I have a sound healer that will be there as well as body workers, waist beaters. Um, There'll be music and a clothing optional pool scene, which will be very um, palm springy, but in Atlanta, so, and very brown. So that's going to be awesome. So you could come and just hang out if you, um, you know, are not sure if you want to attend classes or if you don't want to engage in, you know, some of the yoga classes that are going on or, you know, th- there's just so many opportunities. There'll be food served. You can also buy food, but we will be feeding you 
Um, everything will be vegan and plant-based and uh, um, we're paying very close attention to allergies. So if you're gluten-free or if you have a nut allergy, you will be safe in this environment. And it's really, really about holding space for us, um, for brown people seeking sexual freedom and sexual liberation and a place for sexual expression. And so I'm very excited. More information, again, it's on the website. It's www.atltantrafest.com. Or you can email me through the website. You can always reach out to me if you have questions. If you want to sponsor, accepting all donations as we work really hard to make this um, make this a real thing here in Atlanta. And a regular thing and a growing thing. So please do support and come out. That's um, just a snippet of the classes that are going to be there. The, the full class list will go live this week. So you can follow um, the festival on Instagram at ATL Tantra Fest. And that's also the Twitter handle as well. So yeah, so please do follow us along. Come out if you can. Fly into Atlanta. There are tons of hotels. I will be working on a block of hotels in the area. So that information will be made available so that you don't have to spend that much. And maybe you can walk instead of driving or bike or shuttle. Either way, we're going to make it so that everybody can be in the, in the, on the scene. So please do, um, yeah, please join us this year in some way, shape, or form. Okay, so um, the next thing I want to talk about is hashtag big clit energy. We have heard a lot from the world about big dick energy and who has it. Um, For those of you who are somehow unfamiliar with this concept, according to um, the Urban Dictionary, which is where we go for all things true and and. In urban culture, um, big dick energy is a confidence without cockiness. It is never misplaced and it cannot be simulated. It is the sexual equivalent of writing a check for $10,000 knowing you got it in the bank account. Pete Davidson is 6'3 with dark circles, exudes big dick energy, looks evil but apparently is an angel and loves his girl publicly. That's the top definition for big dick energy, according to a dictionary. There are others, but you get the point. Um, the idea is that you are moving space with something that you know you have that everyone else wishes that they have without being arrogant about it. So why are we talking about that and not big clit energy? I want to shift the conversation, as I tend to do. Um Big clit energy is something that everyone, well, that women need to wish they have. So if you haven't thought about it, you want big clit energy. And here's why. When my clit is enlarged, it is aroused. Um, Having that arousal energy, that sexual awareness, that confidence that comes with knowing that your body is working in the way that it's supposed to work and that that sexual energy is moving you, moving you through life. It changes the way that you converse with others. It changes the way that you look into each other's eyes. It changes so much about your dynamic and the way that you interact with others. It can change how your money is made. People will pay attention to you a little more. You are better at seducing people without even trying. People are seduced and not in a way like everybody's trying to jump in the bed with you. Although that's cool too. That's what you're going for. Um, 
in a way that people want to engage with you. You have that je ne sais quoi that people want to know more about because you have big clit energy. So um, I want us to start using that a little bit more. Like we, we really talk about, and, and it, I think it's because we don't see it. We talk about big dick energy because let's face it, we live in a world that's really obsessed with dick. Like all over. Everybody's obsessed with dick. The gays are obsessed with dick. The straights are obsessed with dick. Even the lesbians I know are obsessed with dick in the form of their strap-ons. There's just so much dick awareness. And the little clit just seems to be left behind. The clit's not that little. Um, The clit's actually, uh, I think, pretty substantial sized. And it gets engorged. It gets full of blood. And and there's a hormonal um, pathway to that. There's a connectivity pathway to that. And that's what leads you on the path to orgasm. So, which which sadly, a lot of women are not also experiencing. Um, I'm really working hard all day, every day to fix that. But in the meantime, we know that that's the reality. So as we start to move into a space where we're desiring and we're putting out into the universe that we want everyone, all women, all anyone that has a clit, to find orgasm and arousal um, within, then big clit energy is um, something that we need to work on having. As the Urban Dictionary said, it doesn't matter if you really have a big dick as long as you have big dick energy. And the same thing is with big clit energy. It doesn't matter whether you're able to orgasm or whether you are aroused or not. It's about the fact that you walk with that grace and confidence you walk with that uh, just exuding that sensuality you walk with um, an awareness of your pussy an awareness of the power of your pussy and and yeah and that's enough to that should be enough to make you float through the day i mean that should be enough to make you float through life but it's not sometimes i understand that anyway um start start thinking about what your big energy looks like how you can manifest that energy, how you can draw from that energy in your love space, in your conversations with your family and friends, when you're buying your groceries at the corner store or the supermarket, you know, that you are not shying away. You're not shying down. You're not um, making yourself small. And you're also not going over the top. You're just right there because you know that you have the potential for orgasm at any moment. Your clit is bigger than anyone else's. So, yeah, that's your big clit energy. Um, that's where you want to go. Big clit energy is um, where it's at. So, hashtag big clit energy. Keep that in mind as you move forward throughout the week and throughout the rest of the year. Hashtag it on your cute pics. I want to see some more big clit energy hashtags on Instagram right now. It's just me. Um, so let's fix that shit. All right. Um, I want to talk also about being a self-proclaimed hoe. This came up recently and I thought, I thought it was interesting because people, um, people get some kind of way about that word. When I say I'm a hoe or if I'm talking about whole things and I use the word hoe in the conversation, I, I can see, I can feel attention. Um, pop up. I can see almost a shrinking of women that are around because in so many spaces, 
for in so many black spaces, being called a hoe is the worst thing you can be called as a black woman. Um, like bitch or hoe. And it's just like, those are fighting words. And it's really all, um, it's really all backwards, you know, because the only reason why that word is used against us specifically as women and more specifically as black women, is just because of the policing of our bodies and our sexuality. So I saw, um, a YouTube or not YouTube, but like one of those, one, some girl, I forgot her name and forgive me, but she's, she went viral, um, arguing with one of those Baptist preachers and who was, who, and she, her thing was everybody's a hoe, right? And the guy was arguing with her and I thought it was, it was hilarious to, to watch her argue back and forth with him like that. But the reality is, um, you know, if you're in the context of, of wholeness and what wholeness is, it doesn't matter if you're having sex or not. You know, I I can't tell you how many times I was called a hoe when I wasn't fucking yet. <laughs> you know, it's not about that. It's about keeping you small and keeping you away from recognizing the power of your sexuality. You can be married, super faithful, go to church every Sunday, first time, a stranger, you don't respond to them and their um, advances on the street. You, It's a 50-50, roll up the dice, you're going to be a hoe or a bitch. Those words are designed to make you feel smaller. Those words are designed to make you feel less than, and they're based in sexuality when it's the hoe. It's based in your, on, on how how you receive pleasure. They're trying to take away your ability to receive pleasure through words. Words are powerful. Words mean things. People always say, well, you know, it's just words. It's not just words. They're everything. They mean so much. So hoe means someone that enjoys sexual that enjoys her her sexuality, that enjoys sex, that finds pleasure in sex, that finds pleasure in her sex partners, as multiple as they may be, um, as often as she may want sex. That is fucking me, first of all. That is definitely me. Um, it has been me all my life. It will be me all the rest of my life. Um, I am aware of my body and what it can do. And I'm pleased with what it does. I enjoy sex. It's okay to say that. And it's okay to, um, to be reminded that, that, that you, you have the autonomy so that you don't end up in situations where you're, you're just there because you never got a chance to voice what your needs are. So you suffer through, and that's what so many women are doing. They're suffering through life. They're suffering through relationships that are so, um, so uneven it's ridiculous i asked a group recently of men if they were dating a woman and there was no possibility they, they, you know dating a woman for years and they were they weren't orgasming they didn't have orgasms would they stay with them and hands out no man in the world all of them no absolutely not i wouldn't even be married to her i wouldn't stay with her at all i you know i was asking if they would stray the reality is there's so many women that are having sex that are not having orgasms because they're not allowed to ex- find out what what's pleasurable. And there's so many men who don't give a shit. Um, there's so many of people that are not trying to find out what women want. What does that look like for you to be pleased? Uh, largely because a lot of, a lot of people, no matter where they are in the gender spectrum, don't know what they want. They don't know what's ple- pleasurable because no one's actually offered an opportunity to learn about what's pleasurable. So we, you know, kind of pissed in the dark and sometimes we hit the pot. Sometimes we got 
pleasure. Sometimes we felt good. Sometimes it was even amazing. But to sit down and map out what feels good and what doesn't feel good so that you can communicate that to your partner and say, okay, I like this. I like it when you do this. I don't like this. I know I've been having sex for 15 years. I know I don't like anal from behind. You know, like whatever your words that you have to say is. Um, I've been having, you know, I, I recently learned that I really like the under part of my tits stimulated, whatever it is for you, right? But finding out where your where your pleasure is is a luxury that we have not been afforded, that we don't readily afford to um, to each other, but especially to women of color, especially to black women. It's just not one of those things that we talk about. It's not one of those things that we share with our girlfriends. Um, unless, you know, really pried or really pulled out. But yeah, it's, it's, it's also almost, there's, there's shame around it. It's traumatic, you know? It, well, think about it. You've been having sex with people from age 16 to 28. And then you, you know, someone asks you about your orgasms. Are you going to really volunteer that you've never had one without feeling shame around that? Or you, you know, making love to your partner and at the end you're asked, did you come and you lie (laughs) or you say no and there's shame on both sides if this is repeated and you feel shameful about it. So it's, you know, it's like, let's find out what, what our pleasure is and let's be, let's, let's go ahead and, and acknowledge that and live that out fully. And if that, if, if I can help that by continuing to talk about being a hoe and being proud of it and like just, you know, it's, I just use it in regular conversation, um, then that opens up the door for people to talk about their sex. Even if you're just talking shit about me after I left the room, that's fine. Go ahead and talk shit. But when you talk shit, you're going to come up, you're going to start talking about sexuality. You won't be able to talk shit about me and not talk about sex and sexuality. So if I get you talking on that end, then my job here is done. You can thank the self-proclaimed hoe for that. Okay, moving on um, in other news. So I want to talk a little about sex magic. And I know right now there's a big trend towards like, um, all things witchy, and I'm here for that trend. Honestly, like if we're gonna be anything, let us be witchy with it. So I think that it's a good it's a good trend because it allows us to just be a little more conscious about the way that we're moving and what we're doing. Like thinking about us centering ourselves as women, especially. So that's dope. First of all, um, although that of course opens the door to um, cultural appropriation, which is rampant in witchcraft right now. Or in the witchcraft scene online, anyway. I won't say in witchcraft, but um, just in that idea. Um, I don't practice witchcraft per se. I am. Um, I practice divine manifestation, and manifestation usually accompanying orgasms or masturbation, so that I utilize my sexual energy to bring forth the things that I want in the world, and that's my primary source of um, of energy work in that world. All things woo really fall in the category of witchiness, though. I mean, it doesn't matter. It was only a matter of time before we evolved from, you know, commercialized yoga to sage bundles being sold on every corner, um, boutique pop-up. So we here we are. It's where we're at. It's 2018. We don't digress on it. We just acknowledge it and keep it moving. But 
there was a post that was on, I think it was on Facebook from Damian Michaels, and it was hilarious. And um, I'm just going to read it to you. It said, don't mess with these conscious voodoo women, bruh. Some of y'all are walking around fucked up emotionally because you thought you would get you some of that good, mystical, magical, majestic sorcerer pussy and ended up, ended up getting cursed because you treated her like dirt. Don't do it. Think about it, man. They ran your natal chart, star chart, life numbers, tarot, planets, elements, houses, and they got at least one t-shirt and some hair. You are fucked. So just bow out gracefully and try and keep things on friendly terms in hope that she banishes that spell and frees you from your emotional incarceration. These are not cool, mysterious chicks with nice asses. They are witches. You gotta move accordingly. Um... Thanks, Damian Michaels, for <laughs> posting that. Let that be one more beauty of this trend that, yeah, get scared. <laughs> stop stop thinking from such um, a lower place when you interact with folks sexually. And if, if a little bit of voodoo puts the fear of um, treating women better in your heart, then let it be. Let it be. But with that being said, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, sex magic and... Um, I don't, I'm not going to focus, we have, I have classes on sex magic and, um, sex rituals, but, um, I wanted to talk about the ability to use sexual energy for sex magic and how when we connect with our sexual partners, how in whatever context that we connect with them, that our intentions are clear and that we've, um, worked through the shit that we have in as much as possible before we go in because sex magic is um, energy work and energy work is not moving if you have all these blockages, right? It's just not so that they don't go hand in hand. They're not going to work. And I do a lot of energy clearing with clients. And um, one thing that I am constantly coming across is people who have some serious blockages around their sexual, their pleasure center, um, and, and, and want to find deeper connection or want to start engaging in sex magic or divine sexual practices, but they can't, they can't get past a certain point with themselves because of a variety of blockages. Now blockages can come from, um, and do come from a variety of things, right? Some blockages come from trauma, um, the trauma of, you know, like an actual sexual acute trauma. And so oftentimes that's what people think of when I talk about trauma and, and, and sex and how we move after trauma and sex. But it's not just that trauma, right? There's, there's physical trauma like, you know, sexual abuse or molestation or painful sex with your partner um, or trauma from childbirth. Um, trauma from miscarriages. Yes, that's all a very acute form of trauma that we can definitely point our fingers to. But there is also a trauma, especially like for me being um, uh, an attractive femme black woman. One of the traumas that I have to deal with is the trauma of my hypersexualization um, and how that worked in my psyche growing up, especially for, you know, I got tits when I was like 11. So for moving from age 11, um, going from, you know, black football in the field with the boys to now um, everyone's treating me like a woman. Like there's some trauma that happens there without even having any acute trauma. So the way people speak to you differently, the way that you're now at fault 
for the gaze and attention of males and for perceived danger um, that is that that you're thinking about or taught to prepare for it's taught in a way that that puts your body and your femininity and your sexuality to blame it's it, put, it puts it at fault so that's a trauma that we have to start to unpack and heal from in order to open up into a practice of sex magic um some of the other traumas that you that you encounter is just guilt and shame. Some of it, which comes from that, you know, hypersexualization of black girls, um, but of women in general. And some of it comes from, you know, other things like the media and social media and former lovers and parents and how we were raised. So, you know, social stigma, church or the mosque or temple or whatever, you know, hotepetry. All of it, you know, slowly starts to add into your guilt and your shame of how you are supposed to be received as a woman, how you are supposed to be received sexually, and how you view your your sexuality. So releasing those blockages requires a lot. but And that has to happen before you really engage in any um, type of sex magic. You can, you know harness some energy and move up for healing, which is great. But before you try and pull energy to create something, um, I really, it's really important that you're coming from a space where your, where your magic is not dark, where your energy is not dark. You can, you know, meditate and do visualization and manifestation from your sexual energy. But it, is that, is that energy clear? Is that energy burdened by, by a lifetime of, of sexual, um, discomfort. So anyway, I want to just, you know, remind everybody out there that, you know, as you start studying about sex magic or attending classes on sex magic, that you do some of the work that you need to have done to yourself. You're scratching the surface or you're super deep into it already. Either way, you have access to yourself before anybody else does. And, Sex magic is very, it can be very healing work. It can be very powerful work. It can bring you exactly what it is that you need. Um, And it can go the other way. It can go completely the other way and do more damage and break you down further, depending on where you're at. So if you're not moving from a space where you have a confident sexual presence, then then work on that. If you're um, dealing with, with issues, you know, Talk therapy is one somatic, the work that I do, somatic touch therapy, where you get used to being, you know, you, you go back to being touched, go back to, um, to learning to feel and, and find out where things are caught through, through that experience of, of emotion, of touch and feeling that will be a great way for you to start. doesn't matter if it's with me or with somebody else. Sometimes it's just a matter of going to see, you know, a, a massage therapist regularly just so that you can kind of realign yourself if touch is one of the issues or if intimacy is one of the issues. Being touched by someone is intimate. It doesn't matter whether it's a tantric massage session or a, um, a massage session at Massage Envy, which I don't recommend ever. But if that's where you go, if that's what you have access to, um, then it doesn't matter. It's just the idea that someone's touching you and that's a very intimate 
space to be in with somebody, right? So sometimes it's just about opening up those doors so that you can experience and um, thrive in intimate spaces. So yeah, getting to that point before you start to practice any type of or engage in any type of sexual magic um, will be super, super helpful. And if you are, um, you know, trying to find a tantric healer or um, a sacred sexual healer that you can work with in your area so that you can start to unpack some of that, so that you can get to a space and you're not in Atlanta, let me know. Hit me up. I do. I'm connecting more and more with folks all over the country and some abroad. And I think it will be a beautiful opportunity for you to um, to start doing some of the healing work. And it doesn't have to be touch work. It does not have to be touch work. You can, um, there's talk work. It doesn't have to be extremely intimate touch work. You can um, do some, some light touch. It doesn't all have to be super sensual. Um, it can be some BDSM oriented touch. It's not sensual. It's more, you know, I mean, sensual to me, but... It's sensory. Um, so there's so many varieties of work that can be done that you can start to, you know, engage with and get on that path to healing based on what your needs are. So if you can't find somebody, let me know. Hit me up on, you know, slide in my DMs and let's talk about it. Let's see how we can get you on a path to wellness. Um, and if I'm going to be in your area soon, then I can work with you myself. For those of you who are wondering, I will be in Chicago in two weeks yay so in the middle of august i'll be in chicago for a week that's gonna i'll have information up about the work that i'll be doing there and um i'll be taking sessions i'll be seeing clients and i'll teach a class all in chicago so i hope you come see me while i'm there i will also be in new york city for black i mean not black august god i miss black august though um i'll be in new york city for afropunk yay in august so it's gonna be like black and august so that's what's up i'll be there for that so if you are in um, New York City, especially in Brooklyn, because when I get to New York City, I pretty much don't leave Brooklyn. Just going to be real. I've left Brooklyn a couple times and every time I was mad disappointed. So I go to New York, I make a beeline to Brooklyn and I stay there the entire time. And I know it's changing. It's changed tremendously since I started going when Nubian Heritage was the only um, beacon of hope on <laughs> in Bed-Stuy. But Whatever. It's different now, and we just keep it moving. I will be back in Hawaii. I was supposed to be back in um, August. I've moved that trip to September. Bookings are available online now for my Hawaii trip, and hopefully I'll see you somewhere else as well. If you have a city that you want me to come to and, and teach a class or do some work, hit me up. Let me know. Otherwise, I hope that you will make your way to the Atlanta Tantra Festival um, again, please check out the GoFundMe for the Atlanta Tantra Festival if you can. I would appreciate it. And um, I hope to see you in October, if not before. <sighs> That's it. That's all I got. Um, thank you so much for listening and paying attention. You can... Oh, one more thing, because I would be remiss to not say this. Um, please, if you think that you don't want to go look up the Atlanta Tantra Festival on um, GoFundMe or you know you can't make it but you still want to support dollar sign God is female dollar sign G-O-D-I-S female is my cash app 
just put in the notes that are in the memo that it's a donation for Atlanta Tantra Fest. It can be $1. $1 will get me there. Um, I prefer 10s and 20s, but beggars can't be choosy. And this is me begging that you support what will be an amazing event and hopefully that you also attend. Thank you again. And I look forward to seeing you, meeting you, touching you soon. Until then, aloha and ahui ho.